0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
1: This crisis is is causing... This week um, on KSL Plus... The individual's lives that we're serving to be largely impacted. A staffing shortage. It is so difficult. In an often overlooked industry. And without staff, we can't support the individuals in our industry. Families and agencies that serve people with developmental and physical disabilities say a state-funded program to help them.
2: I know what it's like to be on that way
1: has reached a crisis. I know
2: what it's like. I wonder when the crisis is going to end.
1: Prompting the state in this last legislative session to act.
2: There are thousands of families who are waiting for these services who are also in crisis, and there is not funding for them to receive these services.
1: I'm Matt Rascone, and this is KSL Plus, KSL TV's digital-only news show and podcast. And this week, we take a look at a Medicaid waiver program for people with disabilities its struggle for workers, the impact that has on families, and what the state is doing about it. Now within Medicaid, there are several different waiver programs designed to help people with disabilities receive services in their homes.
3: These are Medicaid funded services that provide individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities um, appropriate services and supports in the community as opposed to an institutional setting.
1: These services keep people with disabilities out of institutions like nursing homes, and instead allows them to live with family on their own or in smaller group homes in the community.
2: The people who have been stable in Elaine's life They are priceless to us. They're the foundation of her success and we need people on her team who can help her throughout her
1: life. In-home care is less expensive, provides the individual more freedom and care that better fits their individual needs.
3: The state has about 6,000 people um, with intellectual developmental disabilities in, um, in services.
1: But there is a nationwide shortage of care workers from child care, elder care to disability. The shortage is leading to burnout among workers who are still there, possibly impacting the care their clients receive.
3: That's about 4,000 people uh, waiting for these services.
1: Nate Kripis is the public affairs supervising attorney at the Disability Law Center. Some of these services, like this is, this is necessary for them to just function in, in society. Yeah
3: just to to live to go about their lives. Um, you know, they just need assistance sometimes with activities of daily living or, or whatever it is, you know. Um, and so these are just staff that provide them kind of the, the support they need. Sometimes it's, you know, behavior support. Sometimes it's, um, you know, again, just helping folks get prepared for the day.
1: The center is one of nine agencies that sent a letter to Governor Cox and other state leaders urging immediate action to address the staffing crisis. Without that action, the letter said, we fear the collapse of the service system for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities.
3: Um, It's really what the law requires the state to do. Um, And so, you know, right now, um, the providers of those services, um, you know, as as has been said today, the the wages are incredibly low. You know, $11, $12 an hour, Um, you're not going to attract staff to to come work for those wages in a lot of places. Um, And so really what, you know, these are Medicaid funded services. And so the providers themselves can't just raise their uh, wages like, you know, a, a, a private business may. And so, what they really need is the legislature to come in and provide that funding um, through through Medicaid to provide these, these providers a rate increase, such that they can raise their wages to really make their their the wages competitive to attract new staff. Um, because if they don't, right now, what you're seeing is people are not getting the services they need. Um, you know, there isn't staff available to provide. There's been a lot of you know people said it better than I ever could. Um, but ultimately, you know, one of the problems is that you know the, the state, when asked yesterday, um, the the head of Department of Human Services said they didn't really have a plan. Um, if, if you know, group homes had to close. If places had to close, they didn't have a plan to fix this. Um, and then the, the head of the Department of Health actually added, well, then people might have to move back into institutions. Um, and so we don't want to see the progress of 20 years of moving people from community-based services or f- from institutions into community-based services. We don't want to see that progress really rolled back um, because the state just fails to provide the, the funding necessary to, to attract staff.
1: Providers have asked for $40 million to go to these community-based services to get wages up to a competitive $18 an hour. Well, that hasn't happened. We're close to, to 90% turnover rate at this point. And, and so with that, we're we're losing, we're losing the ability to connect with people. The state did step up in this last legislative session to make wages more competitive and give staff a reason to continue the good work they're doing with those with disabilities.
4: And we got this. Okay, look at mom. <laughs> you got to them with that. And we gotta wait five minutes, okay? My name is Lisa Ridges, R-I-D-G-E-S.
5: And I'm Ross Ridges. This is
4: almost done, and then you can have it, okay? We're gonna eat, and then we're gonna go for a uh, drive and get a, get a... Breed. What should we get for a treat? <laughs> so Connor is 25 years old. He's um, about six foot one and weighs over 200 pounds, and he functions at the level of a small child. So he is our greatest blessing in life. He, um, when we were handed him as a baby, we thought he would end up playing sports or go to a cool college or you know had some time to plan out his future, but it didn't turn out the way we had expected. And Connor was diagnosed with autism and several other issues. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> come right. sit, can you sit? Connor, um, come here, buddy. When he, was, when he was three years old, so he keeps us on our toes. <laughs> okay, nice hands, okay, okay.
5: <laughs> Sorry. He, we'll get through it, right, Con?
4: <laughs> no, he's Connor is a great kid. He requires a lot of attention and a lot of one on one supervision.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Yep, Connor can uh, never be left alone. So, uh, like Lisa said, he's uh, 25 years old, but he can never be alone. He always needs help, one on one supervision, always to make sure he doesn't hurt himself or, or hurt someone else.
4: Yeah. yeah. We always say that you know most parents when they have young children, there's a couple years where they have to kind of plan their life around childcare for their kids, and for us, it's a lot of years that we've had to do that over over 25, and a lifetime we'll have to will have to do that. Or should we get French fries? Is that what you like? French fries are your favorite. Yeah, Connor has a day program that he goes to and it's called Ember and it is, has been such a blessing to our family. Um, we found it when he was in his high school years and we used them as an after school program to kind of get him used to used to the program and the staff.
1: Now that he's out of high school, is that sort of an all day thing?
4: Yes, okay. so yeah, they pick him up at nine o'clock and drop him back off at 3 o'clock and so um, I work around Connor's day program which is great and they have been wonderful there have been some days recently where they have had issues with staffing and we've had to um, you know stay home with them or come home early to accommodate those needs and and that
5: having that service allows us to uh, have our own careers though uh, like I said Connor has has to have somebody with him one-on-one <laughs> All the time. Uh, already, I'm, I'm nervous because I can't see him, so I'm wondering what he's doing in there. But uh, <laughs> he, needs, he needs someone with him all the time, and, and having Ember or a caregiver like that lets us have our, or have our own careers and be productive members of society as well. Yeah. It's also great for Connor. He gets sick of us, so <laughs> it's good for him to break things up and uh, get to do things with his peers and get out in the community and, and do things that a normal 25-year-old would like to do.
4: Can you go fill it? You feel it? You feel it? And then I'll put the top on. Okay. It is a private company, but the funding comes from the budget that we're given from the state. Okay. And so there are different mm-hmm. limits um, that are dictated by the state on how much that they could pay their caregivers and their employees. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so so we worry about this every day. You could see Connor running around now and he's really happy and cute, but it's not always like that. It doesn't always look like that. Um, he has a lot of issues with um, self-injury. He hurts himself pretty bad um, and it could come out of nowhere. And He's been aggressive towards other people and he really needs one-on-one supervision. And he really needs people who are trained in autism and severe behaviors to take care of him because he could really do some damage he 's given himself concussions, broken teeth, black eyes, um, blood infections from biting i mean really severe behaviors and so it's he's our most precious possession we love this kid more than anything in the world and every second that he's away from us we worry about him so much and knowing that there are people who are watching him who are trained to makes all the difference in the world
1: yeah so w- when did you guys um i guess maybe notice that i don't know there there, were, there was a problem with staffing
4: i think it's been coming on gradually but we were talking about when connor first started the program maybe um, three or four years ago, we could let him stay. They would come pick him up at 8.30, and they would keep him until 6, and there were extended hours, and it has changed drastically. There have been times where, like I said, we haven't been able to send him or have had shorter days, and Ember's been amazing. They've done better than, than most companies like this and they're um, doing some really proactive things to keep good employees. But even with that, it has changed and it's different. We had um, a, a caregiver this summer who Connor just really bonded with and, and he was so comfortable with her and she was amazing. And she was watching him pretty much full time. And then she left in August because she could make more money cleaning houses and, and waitressing. and. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're seeing is a huge turnover and new faces who don't know Connor or don't know how to deal with someone like Connor. And to us, it's, it's terrifying. It's like, do we even want to send him if he's not going to be safe? Because his safety and his well-being, is the mo- that's the most important thing to
5: us. For a person with autism, change is hard as well. So different staff and uh, when Connor doesn't know who's coming and there's new people there all the time, it's hard for him
4: it's been really, really hard and really challenging. And as Russ said, you know, with, with autism, every, every morning we prep him, telling him who exactly is going to come pick him up and, and what they're going to do and who he's going to be with. And sometimes we don't even know. We can't even prep him. And so he's looking out the window like, am I okay with this? And we're like, is he okay with this? And, you know, it, it's, it's hard. Yeah. And, and with autism... Connor is going to live as many years as the rest of us. There's no shorter life expectancy. So this right. care that he's going to need is another 50, 60 years. <laughs> <laughs> OK, get a spoon. It's a long time. He's looking. <laughs> you know, the yeah. staffing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, <you're okay. laughs> the, the staffing crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, The staffing crisis, I think, has affected everybody, but for us, it's really personal because it makes the difference between a good day and a bad day for our son. And a good day and a bad day looks very different. Sometimes, as I said, Connor comes home with black eyes or scratched up face or bruises all over. Or, you know, if, if he has anxiety and he's insecure and he feels like... He doesn't know who he's with or he's not comfortable with that person. It's, it's horrible. It's a big deal to us. And, and being a caregiver to someone like Connor is a really hard job. I mean, not only do they have to use their vehicles to transport him around the community, and that's a sacrifice right there, but, um, but they have to know how to deal with these severe behaviors. They have to understand um, what makes people like Connor happy and comfortable and provide really meaningful experiences for him day after day. And honestly, it's a lot easier to flip burgers at McDonald's than to do what they're doing. But what they're doing is so critical and it's so important to families like ours. Thank you. Bring it over here. Let's open this. Can you help me open this? I'm going to open it. you need to put it in. It's in the 12 to $13 range. And, you know, you see signs everywhere starting at $15 for, for kids right in high school with no training at all. And it just, that seems wrong. It seems wrong to me when when these people are, I mean, we're literally putting our son's life in their hands all day all day long. It's, and It's
5: not just a critically important job. It's a hard job sometimes, right? That's, uh, I mean, you've seen Connor mm-hmm. running around at I can go stop him, but uh sometimes he's hard to stop when he's he's running and jumping and getting away. Well
4: crazy. and angry instead of happy. Yeah. Angry's hard to deal with. Pour it in. Okay, now you gotta stir. This is your job, okay? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. What's next? Ten. ten. What's next? Every. Eleven. Twelve. 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 Because we get 16, help. Three from the, the state meeting? with Connor we are able to have he him he live in our house and to Very us good. that's do it for- amazing and that's our goal is to keep him here as long as we possibly can and um, because we keep him at home we're offered services like Ember and a day program and, and some respite care hours so that you know we could go and do things and, and that's been great but those families who don't have anything especially you know with all the stresses of the pandemic I I can't imagine, it's, it's been tough times for everyone, but not having any help is, is really a hard thing.
1: Yeah. Because the alternative is, he's at a hospital? It would have to be some kind of a group home setting. Or you turn child. him I mean,
4: over to the state, and then yeah, they get a placement, and probably a group home or state we, hospital. Yeah,
5: we think that his quality of life is way better as long as he can stay in our home, as well yeah. as ours. We'd be worried out of our minds, wondering what was happening to him if he wasn't here at night. Right. Yeah. yeah.
4: About the staffing crisis, if if we could pay workers more, if we could pay them 16, 17, 18 dollars an hour, I think we would be able to retain a lot of the good ones and attract some some new workers. And you know, Connor is at the the beginning of this wave of autism. There are a lot of kids who have been diagnosed with autism and and similar disabilities who are younger than him, and so. I think we need to figure it out now, we need to figure it out with, with Connor and um, you know, how we're going to deal with them and make sure that we have people that, that could help parents so that they can keep them in their house and they can be productive members of society and still, still work and participate in the community and, and that's, that's our goal.
5: Hey Connor, come here, do you want to say hi?
4: Come sit. Come sit here. Come sit down, buddy. You know we're talking about
5: you. Come sit down, buddy.
4: (laughs) Come sit. (laughs) Can you say hi? Hi. How's it
1: going?
4: (laughs) (laughs) What's your name? I
5: know. Connor. Did you did you have fun at your program today? Ridges. Ridges. That's right. Yeah. That's
4: your name. Yeah. Did you did you have fun with your friends today? Maybe.
5: Have fun? Thinking
4: about it. <laughs> I think you did. Love you.
1: <laughs> now, in this most recent legislative session, the legislature gave these services $24 million in ongoing funds and another five million or so available right now that will allow providers to raise wages for their staff to $16 an hour. It's below what they asked for, but Crippis and others say they believe that this should help keep the industry afloat. Still, he and others are really anxious to see how this will all play out in the long run.
2: Thank you to the people who are doing the great work of caring for our loved ones. And, um, they, hero is not a big enough word for the people who have helped my daughter and the other people who are in care.
1: That does it for us this week here on KSL+. Plus. I'm Matt Rascone. We'll see you again next week.